Hey, y'all, if you're enjoying this podcast, take two seconds, send it to five friends. Um, Some of the top episodes would be the self-confidence, masculinity, and the Byron Rogers podcast if you want to send uh, some of the top ones to them. Otherwise, just take 30 seconds and review it on whatever podcast uh, application you use, whether it be Spotify, YouTube, Google, iTunes, Amazon, any of them. Thank you. Today's podcast is brought to you by AssaultLimited.com. Even when you aren't saying anything, you're saying something. Let your gear say the right thing for you. That's where Assault Limited comes in. Assault Limited offers tactical versions of things you use every day. The Assault Pen is a great quality, intimidating looking pen with a pinpoint tip used for self-defense or to break glass. The Assault Spork has so many different tactical uses, we only have time to highlight a few. It's a spoon, a fork, a wrench, a carabiner, and a bottle opener. The possibilities are endless. The Assault Pencils and the Assault Straws, well, they both look pretty badass and they both tell political correctness to take a long jump off a short bridge when you need things and you want them to be the best quality while issuing a statement to anyone else who sees look at assaultlimited.com also sponsoring today's podcast is urban savage urbnsvg.com the best quality apparel available american made t-shirts and sweatshirts that fit great with the quality that will outlast the creepy battery bunny The Date Night Tee, which is the badass's version of the subtle embroidered logo t-shirt that so many of us grew up with. And the hats are 100% American made, not just embroidered here like so many others. Ooh, and those sweatshirts are so damn comfy. The next time you're thinking about scoring a new piece of gear, remember to check out urbnsvg.com. Last but not least, today's podcast is brought to you by A3 Body Protectant. A3 was designed when Martin noticed that Hawaiian surfers who spend their entire lives in the sun had radiant, healthy skin. After plenty of awkward questions about how seriously they take their skin care, he learned the secrets. Hawaii's best secret is now available at A3Equip.com. That's A3EQUIP.com. A3 is a truly natural cream that can be used as a skin lotion, a lip balm, a hair conditioner, honestly, anywhere you want to keep moist and healthy get yours today at a3equip.com all doctors to the er do these guys have any idea what they are talking about talking about talking about get squared away spiritual get squared away emotional get squared away mental Get squared away. Physical. The podcast that'll help you get squared away. Okay, we are back with part two of Squared Away podcast. We're going to pick up where we left off. And I got to pull up the music again because Martin wants to hear it. (laughs) Yes, the Asian and white man ticket. The Asian and white man ticket. Okay. Here we are again. Well, this part's kind of, this isn't the part that you know that once it pulls into the next part, it's like, oh, right here. I almost get teary eyed. Squared away podcast (laughs) for president. The instrumental of Hail to the Chief, if you guys want to put this on your, uh, your playlist the gym because you want to listen to that while you're pushing it out right listen to that while i'm pushing something out all right man we're going to continue government operation here. yes so that's squared away make sure our government's squared away just like in an operation want full accountability government 
how do we implement full accountability government? I love it. I love the idea. Full accountability, accountability government includes what we talked about last week, eliminate lobbying completely, which also, you know, rolls into term limits. And the only, the only leeway that I gave on term limits is on the local level, so governor. But governors can't serve more than two terms in a row. So, I mean, what am I saying? No more two. Okay. Back up. So they can serve two consecutive years, but they can't serve multiple term in a row. So I did say that correctly. Mm-hmm. So you have to take a break in between. Yeah. Because if, uh, you know, if they're doing a good job, guess what? Should there be a for for everything under right like because there's a lot of federal small federal offices too right so let's say everything under um house right we're gonna go term limits house congress president yeah i mean i think there should be some um debate on even even some of the local okay because i mean i look at our local and we have like the same people run uncontested every year and there's two point where it's like, you know what? This person has been in there long enough. So you think that even if there's no contest, they should Correct. be not, they should not be able to run. So someone has to run. Oh yeah. Are you going to end up getting a lot of just people that shouldn't even be running? Well, I mean, the structure of it has to change. Okay. So I know, honestly, I mean, I've talked about, uh, even a mayor of the city, but I look at the, the package for being mayor of the city and it's just like. It's not worth it for me. Speaking of mayors of the city, did you see what Mayor Lightfoot said about all of the illegal immigrants that are being bust into Chicago? <laughs> she just, said, just like every other blue city there. She said, bring them on. We'll pay for the buses next time. I asked her to put her money where her mouth is. Yeah. She's just going to send them right back. Yeah. That's her. That's her. That's, that's political. New York. It's, politi- yeah. it's all political. Washington, yeah, D.C. Yeah, bring them on. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, you so. put, put them right up and put them right. Right up in all of the uh, affluent areas in D.C. and all the affluent areas and all these, all these uh, Chicago. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, so to me, it's uh, yeah, the term limits, um, no lifetime benefits for Congress, which we discussed last week. Yeah, I don't even understand why that's a thing. We couldn't even figure out why that was a thing. Like, why? What would? Is it because of the original idea of like a pension system? I think they expanded the pension system. Um, but you know, that's once everything that the government does, even what the Democrats are doing right now is once you get a foothold on something or you set a new, new standard, then it's very hard to back that up. So it's kind of like the, uh, the term limits, uh, SGR one was presented in 2019 by Ted Cruz. And where's that gone? I think it just kind of died, right? Yeah. So, oh, I mean, expecting expecting anyone to vote against their own, yeah, good, yeah. How how in the heck are you gonna ever pull that out of there? And I think for people listening that trying to understand this, or you know, or yeah, I'm, I'm for term limits. Well, for those that are questioning it, there's a guy that they brought into that hearing. Uh, I think his, his name is Nick. Uh, I want to butcher his last name? Tom Bolides. Belides, Tambolides, and he's just this uh, young guy that testified, and I think they had him on uh, mainstream media for a while talking about it. And I think he's an independent, and he just basically gave the um, story or the parable that it's like hiring 
and employees and the employees basically turn out lining their own pockets, used a company credit card, maxing that sucker out, um, and then coming back and demanding a raise. And they spend all their time just trying to keep their job instead of fulfilling the duties that the boss is trying to tell them to do. But yet, how do they keep their jobs? And this is representative of what we got going right now, which is why we need term limits. You got to kill lobbying. Um, you need accountability. So how are you going to do that? Accountability is tough. So your AI project right there would have to be initiated. Um, one of the other things I put is there has to be some uh, um, consequences. So if you don't balance the budget in your term, you're fired. Uh, so that that was definitely, I, don't even, I might not even have got that in mind, but yes, 100%. So if you get an office, after your, your, your term is getting close, you need to be trending up, okay? It's, it's like looking at uh, somebody that's a manager. You're either going to manage or you're going to mismanage. So, okay, let's look at California. That's why I can't understand why people don't get this. So how in the hell does Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, get considered for a presidential ticket? When you look at his resume, his resume is in a state right now that everything is mismanaged from energy to finances to public health and safety to what else? Environmental. This has become a popularity contest. Yeah, but you look at, you're the people that live there. Yeah. You got to pay the taxes. Don't you care what your money is going toward? No, all the people that care loan to Texas. And the people that are still in California they paying pay the high-ass tax. Yeah, they just pay it. Because they think everything's okay. Yeah, they're like, well, I'm paying my fair share. Yeah, and right now they're, uh, what, you, they got to conserve energy while Newsom is sitting there giving his uh, late afternoon uh, press conference wearing a jacket in the heat because his thermostat's probably turned down to 60 degrees. I mean, come on. You know, oh, we're going to go electric cars. No in new gas cars by 2035. And boom, oh, we don't want you to charge your cars over the next, you know, three to five days here. Cause that was a, that was a really, that was a really awkward timing on those two announcements. Yeah, he does it all the time. It's like the whole mass thing. We well, remember the hydrogen highway. Yeah. They were going to be, they were going to be a hundred percent hydrogen or, you know, 80% hydrogen or whatever it was. They invested $20 billion or $10 billion into the hydrogen highway. And now there's like, it's not a thing. Hydrogen is too expensive. It's there's 40 filling stations total in California. The cars are expensive as fuck and it's created from natural gas. Yeah, exactly. And this is where accountability happens, where you got to split the ideals from the real. And going back to what we had talked about last week in the beginning, where you're talking about churches, right? So <clears throat> I think a very solid example is. Um, uh, I got a friend and coworker who's going through seminary right now. And one of the studies they have to study is the current state of the churches in, in America and around the world. Well, in America, the biggest problem we have right now is tied directly with all the woke propaganda that's going on. So what happens is um, I'll take two of the, the major um, ones that are in the news. The two denominations of Presbyterians and the Methodists right now, the churches are splitting. Because if you drive even in our city or in Madison, drive downtown, what do you see? You see these Presbyterian, Methodist, Lutheran churches are now toting the rainbow flags, right? 
which is contradictory. Once you get into your Bible study, it's even like Romans 1 talks about, oh, you know what? You hate the sin, but you love the sinner. So you don't accept that level of morality, but you're you're welcoming those people because you're going to you're still going to preach a message saying, hey, it is a sin, but, you know, you make the choice instead of embracing it, saying, OK, well, we're going to be the, you know, the LGBTQ church, blah, 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 blah. Well, like the whole thing is, is like you just sin and you're and you're as long as you believe you're you're fine. So what does it matter? What does it matter if it's a sin? Well, it gets a little deeper than that. <clears throat> Not really. Because once you get into Bible study, it talks about, OK, if you just intentionally do it and then you just think you're going to get forgiven for fire insurance. The whole thing isn't about fire insurance. So no, but when, as long as you believe you're forgiven. <clears throat> so, yeah, once you entrust yourself into. Yeah. So if you entrust yourself. You just go have all the gay sex, get monkeypox, And then <laughs> as long as you entrust yourself to God, you're fine. So, OK. So if you entrust yourself to your wife, do you go out and bang every other chick? But my wife's not God. She's not forgiving. <laughs> okay. Your wife can be forgiving, right? Just like God can be forgiving. But no, but all, God forgives it all. But there's all, all sin. But there's always forgives consequences. all sin. Forgives all sin as long as you're in a relationship with him. Yeah. But if you intentionally sin, you grieve the spirit. You grieve the spirit long enough. And pretty soon it takes you down the wrong path. Oh. Yeah. Give yourself a few weeks. This, it's all bullshit. Whatever. <laughs> So anyway, back to your topic, the back of my topic is these churches have split and what they're finding out is all of a sudden one side, the churches, they, they can't support themselves. And what they're realizing is that all of a sudden these progressive, uh, Presbyterian churches, progressive Methodist churches, they die off within a few weeks because they don't have the funds. And you know why? And this is, this is a nationwide thing, not just with churches, but with every because it's a vocal minority? No, it's because the only people that tithe and donate are your traditional conservatives. So, yeah, I can see that. So let me expand that. So with all the nonprofits and the boards that I've been with, guess what? Ninety nine point nine percent of the board members are either independent or conservative. Ninety nine to one hundred percent of the people that are doing the shit work on the board. People think people just sit around a boardroom. No, they don't. The board members do all the shit work so that you can have these fundraisers and galas that a lot of your liberals like to show up at. But the people that end up writing the big fat checks are always the conservatives or traditional conservatives. Why is that? Because you're especially to the church. Because your liberals are the ones who are the activists. They're the ones who are complaining. They're the ones who are protesting. But then when it comes time to sacrifice, they're not there. And here's another example. So if you walk into the emergency room and you walk down the hall of the emergency room, almost every emergency room in the country or every hospital expansion in the country has a wall that's filled with what? Your donors. Oh, yeah. Just like. Yeah. At our gym, there's yep. a wall of donors, right? Yep. Guess what? 99.9% of those people on there are traditional conservatives or independents who have donated those money. And the less than five instances where I saw that a liberal doing it was a liberal who had died wealthy and had basically had a foundation disperse their money 
just like in Madison, there's a Madison Community Foundation that a lot of wealthy people go to and say, okay, when I die, I want you to distribute my money to these organizations in the trust fund. So, you know, this is a fact, not just in churches. Well, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense because in the word conservative is the basis of how you get wealth. Yeah, because a lot of because you're conservative, a lot of your screaming you ass liberals are driving around that rusty, shitty Toyota Camry with the bumper falling off and being held together by the nine million pay, bumper live, stickers, living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, because you're not conserving. But it's not their fault. Well, duh. It's the man holding them down. Yeah. It's, so okay. So bring it back you, to the, bring Republicans. It, bring it back to the church. Down. So that makes perfect sense, especially to a church, especially like out of any of your examples that you say, 100%, I I see that the conservatives are the ones that are donating to the church or tithing. So they're clearly, they're not going to be the ones that are following. So it's the churches, the church is coming up and they're saying, we, we need to be more inclusive, but they're actually alienating their base. Yeah. Yeah. They're cutting off and being progressive. Next thing you know, they're like, oh. We don't have any donors. <laughs> we have a bunch of squawkers. We have no doers. And like I said, it's it's not just the churches, man. I mean, I've worked in these nonprofits where we set up an event and I get told uh, we bring in volunteers, right? Because a lot of the activists are bleeding heart volunteers. And they'll come in and I'm like, hey, can you do this task? That's yeah, a rather shitty task, but guess what? It has to be done. You're otherwise. a volunteer. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Literally, it's not going to happen. Like an auction isn't going to happen or this this feast for all these uh, people, potential donors coming is not going to happen. Well, all of a sudden, they're looking like, well, I thought it'd be something more fun. I'm like, yeah, being no, part of. This part's not fun. Yeah. Being yeah. part of, yeah, a volunteer is not fun. I mean, you go to Haiti and they're putting up homes for people that are living in, you know, freaking grass huts. It's not fun, but it has to, be, has to be done. Yeah, some people think it's rewarding, but to other people, filling their, you know, well, dop- it, dopamine That's suck. all perspective, right? Like, yeah. it's all perspective of how you look at the how you look at the thing. To a giver, it's rewarding. Yeah. But to a taker, it's like, oh, why am I doing this for? I'm not getting anything out of it. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's, that's my point. Okay, got it. State of the church. Not good. Next. <laughs> Are we done with government <laughs> operation? Yeah, I think, so. I think you can go and, uh, yeah. How do we fix immigration? Easy. Easy? Easy. Tell me. Okay, two words. Illegal immigration. Okay. It's illegal. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Fixed. No bullshit. Drugs are illegal. Yeah, I get you anything you want right now. I make two calls. Enforce consequences on immigration. Drugs, drugs and alcohol, that's a whole separate thing. Immigration, it's black or white. If you're coming over illegally and you don't, because I'm saying this because I'm, I am a direct immigrant. I was born in Hong Kong. I came here on a visa. Visa expired. And Dude, our country would legitimately crumble. Do you know how many of the shit jobs are held by illegal immigrants? Well, then guess what? Apply for the process. When I applied for the process, I I probably could have had it done in 10 months. But I didn't. It, I just left it sit for years because your green card 
you can apply for a green card. It's not even expensive. 200 bucks. And it'll last you five years. Or no, I think it's 10 years. But somewhere within 10 years, you can go through the process. You can take that civics test that is 16 questions long, which adds to one of my points is, guess what? You know, if you want to vote, you should be forced to take the civics test every election cycle. Oh my God, I love this. I love this. Have you seen this Yup guy? Have we talked about him yet? Yup. Yeah, the guy that walks around Times Square and asks people questions. And when they say the totally wrong answers, he just says, yep. Have you seen these videos yet? No. Oh, God, you guys got to look up this guy. I, I, I don't even know his name, but just type in like Times Square Yup guy. And he'll, he'll walk around. He'll be like, name me, name me three states in the United States. And they'll be like, I don't know. He's like, no, just, just go. Just, just shoot. Just name me three states. And be like, uh, California, Brooklyn, Mexico. And he'll be like, yep. Like he just says, yeah, and it's it's oh, awesome, it. yeah, and it's right it, all the oh yeah, one hundred percent. He only shows the wrong ones. There's probably a bunch of right ones, but he only oh, shows the wrong ones, that. and they're and they're they're awesome people. I mean, these people are legitimate morons. One of them was, what country is the Queen of England from? Oh, couldn't yeah. get it. Are you serious? Couldn't get it. Really? Yep. Yeah, dude. And it's just all of these, and he's the yep guy. So that right there, I that plays into your you should have to take the civics test. Yeah, because like. Voting should almost be a privilege. I get it. You that that's really yeah. that's that's poo poo to say because it's your right as a citizen, right? Like it's your and the minute that we start putting rules on it is it's the same. It's our argument with the with the with the Second Amendment, right? The minute we start getting a it's a slippery slope. So the minute we start putting rules on that, then all of a sudden we make more rules and more rules, which is what the government does. Yeah, but there's got to be a way to make it where like if you're a complete fucking idiot, you don't get to vote, right? Exactly. And guess what? The civics test, I remember the day that I took that civics test and the guy is like, don't worry, man, most Americans would fail this test. And I'm like, what? I'm like, well, you're going to get it, but most Americans would fail this test. I'm like, this is a 16 question, multiple choice. And the questions are identical. To what you're saying, this yup guy says is literally name three states. Um, name three presidents. Yeah. And it lists them out. So, I mean, you'd have to be a total ding dong to mess it up. Yeah. So, I mean, I aced it, obviously, because it was easy. Yeah. Or what's what's the, you know, there's also what's the three branches of government, which yeah. probably is the most complex one yeah, on probably. the test. Yeah. But most people would fail. Oh, yeah. 100%. That one, a large majority of people would fail that one. Wow. Which is mind blowing. Yeah. So, but I, that, our listeners wouldn't feel it. Our listeners yeah. are smart as fuck. I sure hope so. They are. But I would say, you know what? If you want to vote, you got to take the civics test. And then if we really, really want to get to the critical thinking portion is to force people to take Wonderlick test. And based on your Wonderlick test, anybody that scores above a 21 is able to vote. But that's really getting there. Yeah, that's way, yeah, way too deep. So, I don't know. That's that's my wrap on that, dude. But going back to immigration, it's illegal. Uh, you I, have to enforce it. There's I laws agree. In place. I agree. Right? Like any of these problems are going to have 50, 50 things that need to be done. It's not going to be one fix, right? And yes, you're right. Enforcing it is is part of it. Um, I think making it less advantageous to be here, 
right? Oh, it's it, you know fig- figuring out the 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 cookie the cookie scenario, right? Like if you get rid of the cookie, the mouse isn't going to come, or the mouse will go through the process. Yeah, but if you give them an easy way, like I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. Is how in the hell do you call somebody? Well, now they're calling them something else, I think. But how do you give an listen to word illegal immigrant? All of a sudden, they get benefits. Yeah. They get rights to vote. Come on. They're an illegal immigrant. That was one of the most amazing ones that I heard is they were actually trying to get voting rights for illegal immigrants. Yeah. That's that's much shit. Heat to signature drones on the border. That's my. And your AI. That's your AI for this week. Well, yeah. Well, that's my AI because (laughs) realistically, you you can't have you can't have 10,000 drones manned by 10,000 people. But if you have 10,000 drones that five of them are pinging heat signatures, you can have five people manning them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if they're just flying around and then they send a ping, it's right. Like it's like the the French pool thing that we talked about. Like, yes, they found 20,000 pools, but they also found like 800 things that weren't pools, but that was all after humans went through it. So, right. You have 10,000 drones flying up and down the fucking border wall. And 50 of them at a time are pinging. You can have people looking at those. Yeah. So that's nope. my, that's my AI plug for, for right now. So we're good with illegal, legal immigration. I think we're good with illegal, with, with immigration period, the immigration problem. And the last one would be to finish the wall, which I think, you know, the Democrats finally realized like, Oh shit, guess what? If I'm going to somewhat control this, I need to actually, you know, have a border something. So they have it in their homes. I think it's finally starting to sink in a little bit. Yeah. What, what's the saying? Like, trust people, but tie up your horse. Yeah, I never heard that you know, one, but it makes like, sense. Yeah. You're right. Like, trust people, but lock your front door, basically. You yeah. know? Like. Or why don't you tell all these bleeding heart people uh, to not lock their car doors and uh, leave their uh, house doors unlocked? Dude, I saw a great video this week. This dude's truck, big old jacked up Chevy, right? He probably lives in the inner city, and his truck got broken into six times. He finally got sick. He wired up a flashbang to the door. So when the person broke the window, unlocked it, when they went to, um, when they went to open the door, flashbang went off. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> you just see this video. It's like a security uh, camera footage. And this dude, like, kind of, he's got his head in trying to figure out how to unlock it. And the flashbang goes off. And he, he jumps out and he jumps in the car and runs away. Damn. <laughs> but, but yeah. That's good. Right? So, like, yeah. um, trust, trust humans, trust people, but also lock your door. You know, put up, put up the wall because yeah, there's, there's sin that sin in this world, man. So you, you mentioned, um, the government spending with the, with the budget. My idea with the budget was tie the federal budget to a portion of GDP. So the budget shrinks and grows with the amount of money that the country is actually making. So if the GDP doesn't go up, the budget doesn't go up and then, uh, mandate a fine as a portion of net wealth for not passing the budget every day after it's due. So if you're a wealthy individual, that's the, you know, it's a, it's a 0.1% fine every single, it, it's the same as if you're a poor person, it's yeah. still a 0.1% for every single day. So it's, it might cost you a hundred dollars every day that that budget is not passed. It might cost you $20,000 every day that that budget's not passed, but it's in proportion to your own net worth. Yeah. Yeah. Or instead of just canning them, you just had can them. Yeah. That's why I put it or loser job. <laughs> I mean, seriously, right? In a business, if you do that, you lose your job. Yeah. So, healthcare. 
healthcare. I don't know if we're going to agree on this one. But. We might not, but we have, we spend the most money of any country and our healthcare is regularly voted in the middle of first world countries. Hmm. No, oh, man. What do you got? You want me to go? Here, I'll go and let's see. Uh, okay. So normally I'm not a proponent of the generic term universal healthcare. Yep. But I am a proponent of what I consider universal healthcare is I'd like to have universal healthcare, but it's based on what the leadership slash politicians, their standard. So whatever they legislate for themselves, the public gets. Okay. But realistically, most of these people are wealthy, so they could legislate a dog shit plan for everyone, and then they just buy their own separate plan. Because that's what happens in all these countries that have universal health care, is you have universal health care, and then you have insurance above universal health care. Hmm. There's only one country in the world that doesn't have a prevalent secondary insurance system. Yeah, and then somehow that's got to be capped off disease. The legislators have to, oh, how do you put it? They're going to have to legislate to the standard that whatever they receive, public receives. And that's the only way that they're going to understand the public, obviously. Yeah. So. I mean, I think, I think that some sort of universal health care is, needed. I do. I'm not the fuck. I'm, I'm, I think that we can study all of the other countries that have universal health care and we can try to try to build the best system from everything you are going to have a two-tier system where it's going to be what you can get from the government and then it's going to be what can afford above that it's just going to happen um i don't think there's any way around that the thing is is when you start when you start dictating drastically drastically dictating what you're going to spend which is what which is if you had a universal health care that's what the that's what the government would do is they would tell you how much each surgery is going to cost right like this is what you're going to get paid for this surgery that's how it works the minute that you are doing that you really do stifle a lot of innovation in healthcare yeah that's the thing i'm worried about but something's got to be there where you know when, I think I like think- a fallback plan. So that's my, that's, you know, like a, like a, like a, your base plan. And then you can, you purchase things above your base plan, but your base plan keeps you healthy. It gets you in for regular checkups. It's kind of like dental insurance, right? Like if you looked at what you spend on dental insurance, yeah, you, it's really not a great value, but having the dental insurance gets you in for two cleanings a year. It gets you in for one x-ray a oh, year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's, it's going to implement some sort of. More like a discount program. Yeah. Right. But you're just paying. It's a month. You're, you're paying it monthly. It's being yeah. paid monthly, basically. But it's also going to. It's, there, you can focus. And this is what they see on a lot of countries that have universal health care is preventative care is much stronger. Yeah. Because it's free to go in and just get your checkup. Yeah. And I think that's, I think you hit it on the head there. So when I, when people talk about universal healthcare, a lot of it's the liberal mind thinking it's a, it's just free healthcare. I can just kind of go to the ER whenever I want. And I don't have to, you know, flip out my wallet. Right. That's what they're thinking. Anytime I think of anything government related, it's 
to them, it's free. Um, when I think of universal healthcare, it's it's subsidizing, you know, stuff like uh, gym memberships, um, healthy food plans. Yeah, that's my. I have that on here. Subsidizing non-processed foods. Like there is no marketing agency for fucking apples. Apples don't have a marketing agency. You know who does have a marketing agency? Doritos. Yeah, they have an amazing marketing budget. Yeah. So if you went in and Doritos cost three dollars a bag, but apples cost ten cents. You know. Yeah. But you got to make that because apples, apples cool. are fucking expensive. Yeah. Like you go in and buy good apples. They're almost a dollar a piece. Yeah. No, I completely agree. But there has to be something tied with the nutrition standards. And also there's got to be, there's got to be a way to establish a PT standard. Not happening ever. Be- Never. Because we are the fattest country in the world. I mean, even at the minimum. I mean, obviously for us, it's not like, you know, what, what is it? If um, there's some real going around too, it's like, if you are 40 years old, you should be able to whatever squat your body weight or something and bench um, half your body weight or bench your body weight, squat your body weight in half, something like that and deadlift twice your body weight. That's what they're saying. Then you're at the elite level, right? So that's this, elite. That's what it said. Fuck, we're awesome. I know. That's why I was like, dude, Jesus, do this every day, man. We're beasts. So, but it says, oh, no, you're in the top 5% or something. Oh, okay. Well, I want to be top 1%. So, so top five. It might have been 3%. Yeah, I'm going for top one. I'm going for top one. (laughs) So, anyway, but having the government subsidize, you know, gym memberships, but then there's got to be a level of accountability when you go in that you got to take a monthly scan. Which means that you know if you are at a body fat level of an obese person guess what there's i i don't want to make it like social credit scoring no but that's the only way that you get that's the only way you get the but it should be write-off. tied to your that yeah, right like that's the saying, only way you get the you, write-off right yeah. it's if you you can pay your hundred dollars a month and you just pay it out of your pocket and you're fine but if you pay your hundred dollars a month and you get your body scan and your body scan you know keeps you in a specific level then you get that taken off your taxes. Yeah. Yeah. If you're regularly going to the gym, your body comp is uh, reading real well. And you're, you know, I don't know if we want to record purchases, but. No, we can't. That's too much. That's too fucking. That's, too, that's too over. That's too China. So. But on top of that, I would gut out the FDA. Completely gut that. Yeah, that's a weird. That whole that's a weird organization. Because, yeah. They haven't done any good. No. And then, uh, yeah, goes back to subsidized health foods. And I put text to shit out of food like uh, or shitty food like um, taxes on SIG. Yeah, so that's what I that was my thought is um, tax versus caloric density, but only for processed foods. Right. Because like butter would be taxed really high for caloric density because all fats are extremely caloric, de- calorically dense. What about olive oil? Well, olive oil shit, would be yeah. coconut oil. Avocados. Those things, those things all would be so so that. That's where it would only be implemented on processed foods that, you know, you'd have to have some sort of illegal. That, that's the problem with all this shit is like we can come up with these ideas, but writing, writing the law so that it's not able to go around it is where you fuck. You get fucked. Yeah. Because the minute you write process, well, what's the definition of process? Because butter goes through a process. It doesn't just come out butter. Yeah. You know, but we know the end goal. I know the end goal, but I'm end just saying like that would be the, the tough yeah. part. And then uh, incentives and subsidies for preventative care. So part of that $100 a month, hey, if you're going in and I don't know what, 
getting getting massages done or getting uh, oh yes please pay for my massage yeah please getting your nose hairs trimmed or something it's like boom you get incentives and subsidies for that they trim those you don't rip them out (laughs) i don't know i just just think the old trimmer dude oh fuck that sounds like a way better idea than just ripping them out so anyway i don't know sorry dis squirrel they hurt when you rip them out is that what you do yeah shit how do you trim them Got a nose hair trimmer. You just go. Zzz. All right, fair. And once a week, dude. Looking, I'm looking that up. Yeah, I don't want to be that old dude that has, you know. Yeah, no, me neither. But my eyes water for a good out. five minutes after I rip those bitches <laughs> out. I don't rip shit off my nose. Word, <laughs> man, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, squirrel. Yes, you can buy those on Amazon too. By the way, sounds good. Destroy lobbying and shrink big pharma, which is seventy-five percent of the sponsors. God, I want to get that. I want to get that author um, of. That like book pharma. pharma, that book yeah. pharma. I want to get him on here. I've messaged him a few times and he writes back, but I have not like he has not said he's he would come on. on. Oh wow! I'm he he came out with a new book a while ago, so he's doing a bunch of PR for that. So I'm sure he was busy and like we're we're small fry, right? So maybe if I wait long enough after that, where he's not busy anymore and he's not really having anything <laughs> to do, I can be like, all right, let's let's talk oh, about this. He's an interesting dude, like kind of weird, kind of a weird dude. Oh yeah, but any investigative journalist are like kind of fucking weird people. Yeah, yeah. But that book is amazing. Did you know that there's a whole organization between the pharmaceutical company and the pharmacy that sets all of the pricing structure that has zero oversight, and you can't actually look into this agency to know how pricing is set. Oh, didn't know that. Has nothing to do with cost, nothing to do with with the need, nothing to do with government regulation. It's like this weird ununderstandable organization that says this is what you're going to pay for that well that would make sense well instead why don't you uh, ask your brother joe because uh apparently he said this week that you know he uh destroyed big pharma right oh he said that it wasn't destroyed but uh what did we um we beat big pharma how i don't know what Trump actually had some pretty good after ideas. His red speech. Trump actually had some really good ideas, and I'm not. It's, it's not because it was Trump. It was. I'm sure it was people in his cabinet. But they were going. They were trying to put through a bill that set our prescription pricing at the average. Oh yeah. Of the t- of like 25 first world nations. Yep. I remember that. Yeah. No, he had a lot of good good ideas. That was one that crapper. So healthcare. I think we got healthcare figured out. See, um, I mean, dude, we're going to get done with this and people are going to be like, they're going to write us in on tickets. Probably. I'll it's going to happen. Education, man. I got some. Yeah. Education. education. Um, so I did a lot. Like, this is probably the one that I dove the deepest into because I'm the most interested in, like, how did our education system get to where it is? Yeah. And the whole pushing of standardized testing through the Bush administration fucked our education system. Completely fucked it up. Really? Yes. Wow. Finland has zero tests until one test to graduate high school. Hmm. They are regularly in the top 5% of all nations for education. And they have one of the highest percentage of degree college degree accumulation or what would, what would you say? Like they have the top five, they're in the top 5% of people that go on and get college degrees. Yeah. They have no testing, no, no standardized testing because 
what happens is you put forward a test. Teachers know they're being judged by how the students do on that test. They then all of their heart and all of their knowledge of how to teach, how to teach people to learn, how to teach people to think of things, how to teach people to be critical thinkers. It all goes out the window because all they're teaching is for those kids to get better grades on that next standardized test because that's how they're judged. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Finland, huh? Yep. Finished. Um, yeah, I think we agreed on the life skills, such as budgeting, nutrition, personality management. And I know I've talked about this one on the podcast too before, but when I, I always had this, like, I always had this school shouldn't have to teach that. That's a fucking parent's job. Like I always had that idea. Right. And, and then all of a sudden as my eyes opened up and I guess my prefrontal cortex probably developed, I started to become more in touch with like real reality. But then, right. So like I started to come to grips with reality and I realized that while that is a parent's job, there's a lot of parents that aren't doing it. Right. So it's kind of like the school, it, it falls on them and it's shitty. It's, sh- it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like behavioral teaching, right? Like yeah. it sucks that the school has to be the disciplinarian to kind of implement behavior. But for a lot of these kids, it's all they got. Yeah. Well, you know what? They're staffed to do it now. So they're getting paid. Unfortunately, I mean, it's not just the teachers, but it's also the coaches because a lot of the boys, they're, you know, the father figures, the coaches. And that that's a big thing. Like the Mitch talked about it, right? Yeah. On, on, on his podcast, like that coach is the person that those athletes look up to. Those athletes in most schools are the kids that all the other kids look up to. Yeah. So it's kind of that hierarchy of. What you're setting, the example you're setting, the things that you're teaching and how you're acting are going to set it for the rest of the school. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I got roped into coaching, uh, with my, my son's tech football team this year. And then just being at the practices, you know, you know, for those parents, it's like, it's not a good reflection of those parents when your kids show signs that one, they don't get to go outside. They don't get to play catch. You know, they are sitting in front of a video game console all day long. They're not given discipline. Um, you know, right before that, right before I got roped into coaching, there's one of these kids. He's, yeah, he's African-American. He's tall. He's fast. The kid has definite athletic talent and beyond the other kids, but he won't apply himself and he won't listen to authority. He doesn't respect authority. He'll sit out of practice. Because he'll make an excuse. And it all started when, you know, guess what? He got, when you're being coached in tackle football on a fifth grade level, you're getting ripped by the coach a little bit. That's how it is. And the minute that he got ripped, he got on his cell phone as a fifth grader, called his mama, told his mama what happened. And his mama shows up and starts yelling at the coach. So it's just a lack of discipline and accountability all the way around. And like you're saying, directly from the parental level. 
So, and unfortunately, we have to calculate that in the uh, education system. Otherwise, you're going to end up with a bunch of shit. It. I think that a lot of teachers should take dog training classes. Because dogs don't think when they're being trained, right? You don't think about the things that you're training your dog. Your dog doesn't think about the fact that it's being trained. It's, it's instinctual. You are training its instincts. You train them with treats, right? Yeah. You're so saying treat that, uh, I'm saying, human mind I'm, that? yes, I'm saying that kids, especially because they're so underdeveloped and especially those kids that if you take the same adjusted concept adjust the concept a little bit to training those kids right like that kid on on the team that kid clearly has never had to be responsible for his own actions right Right. because he can call his mom and his mom's going to come chew somebody's ass so pushing back on that kid is not going to help at all but is there a positive treat I'm using quotes, right? Like whatever that beneficial emotional state that he has yeah. when he is doing good, right? We're ignoring when he's not doing good. He's not getting any attention. He's not being put in plays. But when he is doing good, we're praising, giving extra treats to then teach this kid that like, oh, this is how you become part of this. This is how you stay relevant in this. Yeah. I don't know. Dog training. Yeah, not quite sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I got the opposite issue too. There's another kid that's strong as an ox, but unmotivated. And I talked to his dad, but his dad's like, yeah, you know, I should really uh, go outside and probably throw the ball around with him and stuff. But, you know, yeah, look at me. Ha, 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 ha. You know, he's out of shape. Yeah. So he just excuses it with like, well, ha, ha, look at me. I'm out of shape. So I can't really be telling him what to do either. Yeah. Then his kid's out of shape too. Yeah. So it's just laziness. What are you going to do with that? So, but that's what the current education system, you know, pumping up. So that goes to your higher standards and discipline, right? Yep. That's my higher standards and discipline, but also while maintaining positivity, we're not looking for fucking nuns slapping people on the hands, right? Like that's, you can get compliance, but you're not going to get improvement. There's a big difference between compliance and improvement. Improvement is people improving their act, actions and improving their, their, their discipline because they want to. Right. Compliance is just doing it because you don't want slapped. Right. I agree with that. So on education, I mean, what I got is um, after they get out of high school, mandatory two-year service in armed forces. I love it. In, I love in, mandatory. In, in any capacity. It's... Uh, Israel's been doing it for so long yeah. and it's one of the best things and it could be any capacity. Could, like you said, it doesn't have to be army Navy. It could be, you know, the red cross. It could be so many of these different. Yeah. It could be the air force. Yeah. You know, if you're flat footed, <sighs> you know, having problems and you got allergies up the yin yang, oh, you know what? We'll put you in the air force. There's some papers. But yeah, in no, I, it, and there's not a ton of people that know that Israel does that. And I just saw the, I just saw yesterday that it's not mandatory two years, but China is doing military training in all schools now. Yeah. Yep. Marching their teens. 
it's just, you know, it's not being anything with being militant or sending your kid through basic training. It's just one, you learn how to serve your country, serve something beyond yourself. And you learn to work as a team and you learn so many values that you're not getting from watching the TV. You're not getting from playing video games and you're not getting from, sometimes you're not getting it from athletics or even just being that kid in school that, you know, just does nothing. So you're not getting it from, you know, going to college, learning lesbian dance theory. So. And maybe with that, right? Like, you know, the sugar versus the shit, right? Like let's put some sugar on that. Maybe along with that comes the federal help with college. Yeah. I mean, the GI bill is served wonders for a lot of people. And, you know, the part of being in the military too, is there's, you get a lot of enriching experiences. There's a lot of people that, you know, they grow up in one area and they stay in one area, you know, and that's uh, that's a conversation or something about that too the other day. It's just everything in their life becomes about that little area. And unless you travel around and see other cultures, even other states, right? You can go to a couple of states over. I mean, you can go to Minnesota and you probably see some weird things going on. Um, but you get so much, so many life enriching experiences. It's kind of the story of the prodigal son, right? When the uh, young, young one the goes two, off. Right, the, two, the two sons, one son stays at home and helps his dad and the other son goes off and takes his inheritance and blows it and lives his entire yeah. life and comes back and the father like accepts him back and the other son's like wait i just helped you for fucking five years and he's a big fuck up well the thing is is he went out and learned yeah you know but his father still loved them both so. yeah 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 that story that parable parable <laughs> not mythical story but yeah going back i mean the, story the two-year service in any capacity just teaches a whole lot of values and kind of get you out of your comfort zone, what you're used to. So um, the other one I have is, you know, in agreement with your life skills. When they get to college, teach them stuff about entrepreneurship. You know, switch up some of these. I mean, so many of these these college courses that, I, you know, my kids have gone through and I hear about are, I'm sorry, they're useless. So Australia does this thing. It has nothing to do with college. But what Australia does is they have this thing where they have a standardized physical assessment at a certain age. And then off of this standardized physical assessment, it, you know, it's measuring bone density, height, weight, length of legs, size of hands, all these crazy things. Right. And then it says that you are like, you are, these are the top five sports you should be playing just off of your, just off of your physical build. Yeah. Australia has like, 100 times the amount of gold medals per capita as like most of the rest of the countries in the world. They don't have a lot of population, so they don't have a lot of gold medals, but the gold medals per capita, because at 10 or whatever, there's right. Like if Michael Phelps, Michael Phelps would have been a great basketball player or a great hockey player, no matter what, because of his, because of his mentality, right? Like Michael Phelps had the mind, but he would not have been the best. Michael Phelps was the best because he had all that and he was built for swimming. True. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So something like that for kids, some sort of standardized 
intelligence, not intelligence, but some sort of standardized way that your brain works, what you're good at. And like the Wonderlic test. Kind of, yeah. And then the Wonderlic test also tells you, okay, this is your score. And these are occupations that, you know, work well with, you know, this type of score. Yeah, but more, more involved, right? So like if you're really good with intricacies, maybe, you know, maybe like um computer engineer or something right like it's different things like that yeah. or if you're if you're just the type of person that can look at a blueprint and read them like maybe something in construction just shit like that yeah if you're hung like a mule and then you become a porn star or something yeah i mean totally gonna be gay porn if you're asian but <laughs> oh there's no asian dudes in straight porn sorry <laughs> i wouldn't sure you wouldn't that sounds exactly <laughs> like somebody that watches it all the time would say <laughs> All right, school energy. I actually put out today, maybe maybe one of you guys wrote me. I want to do a, I would like to get somebody on the podcast that wants to talk about the state of nuclear energy because I think that really that is what we need to be focusing on. Small scale nuclear fission and then trying to get nuclear fusion, you know, to where it is. And I don't even know where it is. I somebody just the other day I read it I read a news article that said that they actually created self-sustaining nuclear fusion for a short period of time, but they have no idea how they did it. Well, and, and I just, I finished a book on nuclear energy and it's amazing. Like where nuclear, especially nuclear fusion, it's amazing where we're at the, the different ways that they're jamming lasers around mirrored rooms into these boxes built of gold and diamond into this nuclear fuel to get the box to implode on itself and maintain right because the sun is nuclear fusion is what makes the sun the sun well the sun is this massive thing and the gravity keeps the explosion inside because of the massive amount of gravity so they need to figure out how to keep the explosion on a small scale inside Hmm. and so they're doing all these super creative things and it's amazing what they're doing um but i'm sure somebody that's in that world knows so much more because i think the book i finished was written you know three four years ago I suppose that rolls into, I mean, you could look at France as an example and uh, see what, you know, they're doing in their model. Yeah, France is hydroelectric and nuclear is the majority of their, um, I don't think I talked about, the, did, I, did I talk about all the difference between what happened with that in that book with the nuclear energy after Fukushima? Did I talk about this in the podcast yet? Mm, I, I don't think I did. So, the deaths per exojoule, did I talk about that? Yeah. Okay, so then I probably talked about the rest of it. So the deaths per exojoule of energy, hydroelectric has the worst because of one nasty accident that killed like 200,000 people. Um, But then after that, um, coal is the next worst, then natural gas, and then actually wind because it is dangerous to work on those things and build them, and then solar, and then nuclear is actually only three deaths per exojoule of energy. Now. More people died in Japan from nu- from power starvation because they turned off all their nuclear power plants after Fukushima than died from the damage of Fukushima. Oh, yeah. Yep. Let's talk about that. Okay. So, um, yeah, all, all of this changing coal to natural gas, which it, it, it reduces the amount of carbon being put out by like half. But the thing that I learned this week was carbon is admitted into the atmosphere 
but also aerosols are admitted into the atmosphere. Aerosols balance out carbon when it comes to the temperature raising of the earth. So by switching coal to natural gas, we're reducing carbon, but we're also reducing aerosols so much that you're not actually getting a net benefit for the amount of warming that's happening. Hmm. So that's really interesting, which I did not know that even when I wrote that in my notes. Hmm. Love that. This is my favorite one. Yeah. Even, uh, is this even, is this humanly possible where there is a will, there is a way I want to connect all the cardio equipment to the grid and I want it to generate power. So if you're on a bike, if you're on a treadmill, if you're on a stepper, if you're on a row machine, there's some sort of a small power generator inside there that's creating energy and it's connected to the grid. And then you just scan your watch or your phone and that logs you in and you get paid for the amount of energy that you're creating. Hmm. I would see it working somewhat if you had the cardio equipment hooked up to your your power at home okay and basically whatever you do supplements so why is that not scalable why is that not scalable on a national scale who's gonna pay for all that infrastructure i don't know that there would be that much infrastructure it would be a login connected to the to the bike power going where's that power going if you you actually there's some states where if you were if your solar panels mm-hmm. put more power back into the grid than you use, you'll actually get a check from the energy company. Yeah. So it'd be the same. I don't know what happens with solar. I'm not a fucking electric engineer. <laughs> we pay way more smarter uh, people than know. this all to right, figure this shit right. out. I'd have to look this up a little bit, but. Sure. Either way, if I'm pumping it back into my house and I'm, you know, reducing my, my costs. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Or, you but I like to work out it. at the gym. I don't oh, like so to you, do my cardio. At oh, home. so you want to swipe in at the gym? Yeah. I want to oh, swipe in wherever okay. I'm at. If I'm at a hotel, I want to be able to swipe in on their fucking treadmill and run myself $10. <laughs> I see where you're going with that. Okay. Follow the money on that. Got one. it. I was thinking like having it at home and then I'd be like, hey, kid. Yeah, why don't you get two hours of pedaling in? So I always, I thought about that actually for my kids for charging their devices, only letting them charge their devices on a bike because <laughs> you could easily hook a, a, a DC generator to a bike wheel. Like it would be so easy. Yeah. And then that is, then there's a car charger hooked into that. It's done. It's super easy, but that's the only way that they get to charge their devices. Dang. Never implemented that one, but. All right. I mean, it's a good idea. Yeah. You got anything on that one? Nope. I had the, uh, the agreement on the uh, nuclear power. So, What about welfare and unemployment? Uh, is, my, is, is mine covered at all? <laughs> He's kidding. <laughs> oh, like, like mine comes from uh, working with two different programs. The failure of that is, was the Madison, City of Madison, and then you know, starting being on the board here with our city is the biggest difference between government welfare and what we actually made successful is we made a qualifying program. So um, right now I'm also working with uh, 
can't really disclose much, but another program that is qualifying, and that's within the Monona area um, for different sizes, more related to what Rosie, our episode that I got canned, is. But, you know, having a qualifying program that has KPIs for the people that qualified and then getting them trained and getting them back into the workforce, contributing to the workforce, or what's called a re-entry, is that's the only welfare slash unemployment that's going to work. That sounds way better than my ID scans to buy cigarettes and booze. And your if your I ID mean, is scanned yeah. consequence. You, and you're on government assistant, you don't get to buy cigarettes or booze. I think that should be done too. Because, you know, you have all these people that uh Because that's my world I'm in every day, so I get to see it. Yeah. And from what I hear, and you can probably confirm this is a lot of people will trade like their uh quest card. Yep. Which speaking of that, uh I got a quest card sent to me. Look at you. I don't know why. Because uh, it said um, the COVID-19 uh, free lunch program. It said your kid did not pay, you know, because I'm like, school always sends out this sheet that says, does your kid want to be part of the free lunch and free breakfast yeah. program? And I always put no, we got food. Yeah. So I packed me you know, my kid's lunch. Yeah. And uh, so because he didn't partake of any of the free food, they're like, here, we sent you a, they call it a PEBT card. Oh, funny. But it can be used like a, just keeps getting reloaded. Yeah. So they sent me like two letters. They're like, here, we just loaded it up with money. Here, we just stuck another $400 in there because you didn't use your uh, your free lunches. I'm like, dude, what do I need this for? Dude, nah, now nah. you got to take it to Walmart and buy a bunch of shit and take it to the food bank. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Oh, never thought of that. I was like, what am I going to do with this? And yep. now it's in uh um, I saw some disclaimer on the when I had the register card. I was like, "Do not trade this with anybody for cigarettes or alcohol." Yeah, yeah. and I'm thinking, yeah, I heard this was like, yep, a reality. Yep, it is reality. Oh, really? People take their grocery money. Yeah, they don't like they're not trading it um like with stores, but they're trading it you know out front of the liquor store. Oh, they'll give somebody. Yeah, what? yeah, they'll get you know here. I'll swipe. $50 worth of groceries, you give me 20 bucks. Oh, okay. That's how that works. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, my other one is after two weeks on unemployment, you have to work picking up trash and other t- menial tasks for the city until you get your job. Okay. No, no never ending unemployment. It's a good idea. Right? Like, you still got to look for a job. So, you're not, it's not going to be full time. You got to do something. Yeah. Just to keep your ass out of the house. Yeah. I mean, what is, uh, maybe, yeah, you know, this is, so some of the people don't, they apply to maintain unemployment, but they have to like apply twice a week or something. Um, so yeah, you have to apply to two different jobs per week. Um, maybe three jobs, whatever it is, but like, apply literally just means like you could go on and and this is a big problem that that we had when i was looking for help uh, helping one of my stores look for help um you get a ton of people who are literally just applying to say that they applied so you'll get you know 30 resumes and out of those 30 you'll call them to set up uh appointments for interviews and you'll get like two interviews because they're literally just going right down the line on whatever zip recruiter whatever and hitting apply, apply. Oh, did my two applications for the week. Yeah. 
Alright. So. Yeah, that's all I had for welfare and unemployment too. Okay, so. you got anything else? My notes, that's Hash My Notes, and we're at we're at the next hour. Damn. Don't. Yeah, I gotta get up and move around. This is kick my ass. I had a rough <laughs> leg day today. <laughs> no, it's alright, man. Oh, I got you. you got anything? Good. Uh... We wrapped. We're, we we covered everything. If you guys want, uh, if you want us to add anything else to our uh, to our ticket, you want us to to talk about anything else, let us know. Because I mean, we're pretty much going to win the election after this. I think so. I mean, especially the first half of that first one when we were talking about your diversity and inclusion thing that you added on to, and I know. me explaining where Cracker came from. We're <laughs> definitely winning. Hey. There is no Asian president in the history of the U.S. Oh, shit. But you know what? Do you have to be born here? Is that no, one of the no, you do not have to be born here. Oh, you don't? When, no. Since when? Um, so I thought they weren't a, uh, you know, trying to get uh, Obama on that one. Prerequisites. Maybe you do to be president. It wasn't even born in like Kenya, but. I know um, you have to be 35. Must be at least 35. Oh, yeah. A natural born citizen. You're going to, what can you be the VP? I don't know. I mean, I'll run for the first, for the first chair. It's cool. Must've lived in the United States for at least 14 years. I don't know. I guess I'll have to falsify a birth certificate like a. Oh God. Don't get me started on that one. (laughs) All right, Trump. I want to see the birth certificate. (laughs) Show us your tax records. No, you show me the birth certificate first. It's like that. It's like a childhood game. I show you mine. You show me yours. Well, why don't all the politicians show everybody their tax records then? Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm not worried about the guy who's not taking a salary. Everybody knows is a, a millionaire. Yeah. So, whatever, man. All right. That's a wrap. All right. Oh.